everyone. I'm Lori Casto. And I'm Randall Casto. Welcome to the Creative Disorder Podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community. To find out more about Wedgwood, go to WedgwoodSeniorLiving.com. So today I thought, or we thought we'd talk about gratitude, living thankful. Uh, that's just sign it's something that's been on my heart and mind for the past three weeks or so. And it's just, you can go and you can look up the word Thanksgiving, thankful, gratitude, uh, scriptures, and you can, I mean, it, Thanksgiving is throughout the whole Bible, just everywhere. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Hundreds of verses, it seems, to talking about Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's how important it is. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's in Colossians 4.2. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Psalms 107.21. And I will praise God's name and song and glorify him with thanksgiving. And so as I've been thinking about this probably for three weeks now, this idea of gratitude and living thankful, I, the story comes up and, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, I'll, I'll just go back to a year ago. A year ago, we had a resident here at Wedgwood Estates just for about three days. Um, every now and then you get a person that comes in and they'll be on hospice and they just come in to be on hospice. And we've even had a person come in for like less than 24 hours. So sometimes it happens. It's not very often, but this, this person came to Wedgwood and they were only here for about three days. And the family, and I just will never forget this. This was about a year ago. The family couldn't have been, just for in those three days, everybody remembered this family. Yes. Because they just could not speak Thanksgiving enough. They were just so kind. And we were all so humbled because they were going through this a very, death. Very trying time. Yeah, a very trying time. Yet, one of the daughters took the time to just say thank you in such a kind manner, and I never forgot it. And so I, I fast forward one year, and we were away. This was just a few weeks ago, right around Easter time, and we always get updates about what's going on at Wedgwood, and we got this update. It didn't give a name, but it said a family member because, and I just want to go here because I've, I've left part of it out. This family, after they lost their mom, after that three-day period, later on, they decided to move dad in. So this family is now part of Wedgwood, and they have been for a while, over the past six months to a year. I can't, I don't know exact timetables. But anyway, we were away, and we got this email, as we often do, and this update said a daughter of one of our family members passed away suddenly. And I remember thinking, oh, how awful. Yes. You know, there was no name. I didn't know who it was, but we were away. And I just remember saying something to you saying, oh, my goodness, how awful. Well, then I came, then I come to find out a few days later, this same young lady, the same person that was so full of gratitude and thanksgiving to us, that's the person that passed away. Uh -huh. And it hit me hard. And I came to Wedgwood Monday morning after we had been away. And... I was coming um, out of my car, and a young lady approached me, and it was the sister of the one who just passed away. And I was getting the words out, oh, I'm so sorry for your, uh, for your sister's loss, death, right? for your loss. And she just sat there in her sorrow when she's going through this grief, and she just said, we want to thank you. We, and she just went on and on. She named names of all of our staff. In her grief, she said thank you, just as her sister had. 
And that moved me in such a profound way. And I just felt so humbled. I'm like, I'm walking in the door and I'm like, how, who am I that she takes time during the midst of her grief to thank me? And I went on to share, share that with staff members and they were all sitting at a table. And I said, she named you, she named you, she named you. And, she, and, and the staff members said, you know what? This is how their family is. They're always like this. They're always full of gratitude. They're always sending kind words of thanks. And that I will never forget that, that they would take the time in such a humbling way. And, and I said to the, to the staff members, I said, you know what? I hope I can be like that. That's right. How, oh, sure. That's, that's an how, example to live by. Exactly. And that's how I want to be. And that's how I hope to be. And our, res, or our staff members said the exact same thing. They want to be. That's how they would like to be. More like that and live in that vein of gratitude. And so I've just been thinking about that idea of gratitude and how important it is um, this day and age. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, as, as you look through being thankful, being content, not complaining, it it really shows your faith in God. And and, and I, the bottom line, it, the, there's scripture that says that which is not in faith is sin. And you see as important it is to give thanks. There's a, there's a number of scriptures that show why not giving thanks is a bad thing. And you can see almost, you can see in those scriptures the, the importance of thanksgiving just in the warnings as when you're not. And one in, it, it, it's in first Corinthians, it's Paul and he's, he's giving instructions in first Corinthians 10 and you, you'll, you'll see why it is for us today. But he says here in uh, chapter 10, first Corinthians 10, nine, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents, neither murmur as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. And then it goes to say, all those things, all those things in the Old Testament, all those things happened to them for examples. That's examples to us. <laughs> we, you know, we, we learn, we should learn from those things and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. So if you look back, I know in Numbers 14, that was a big one because God was leading them to the promised land. And, you know, that he sent the spies out. They all came back with, you know, this, this land is great, you know, milk and honey, but there's giants and this, this land will consume us. You had two, Joshua and Caleb said, don't listen. But the rest of Israel began to murmur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and it goes on to say in Numbers 14, uh, uh, let me get to that. I should have put place marks in here because there's two scriptures in Numbers. Um, and the Lord, Lord just says, you're, you're going to have to stay out here for 40 years. You know, when you go to numbers 14, 34, and it says in 36 and the men, let me see if I got this right. Who Moses sent to search the land who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land. Murmuring is complaining and is the exact opposite. Of Thanksgiving, yeah, I know, and it's just it's. I think that's a, it's a human nature kind of thing because we just we are who we hang around, and it's like we get and, and sometimes I really believe that we don't even realize we're doing it. You know, we we just we sit down and we automatically just find the thing that's that's wrong. You know, we just we'll just it's like our our minds are geared toward the wrong. We can see a whole room and how right it is and how everything is great, and yet. Some can walk into a room and it's just they find the negative. It's just, and I right. don't think they realize it. 
I don't think they realize it. No, no, they they don't. It's just sometimes the eye. Um, people are just trained to find that which is wrong and 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 say and start beginning to talk about how bad that is. And the other example in, in Numbers twenty one, and the people spoke against God. They're speaking against they're speaking against God and Moses. They're murmuring. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? Now they've seen all these miracles. Uh, yeah, I mean earth shaking, shattering miracles of how God has gotten them to this point, and now they're saying we're going to die in the wilderness. It's like. Why did he do all those things? <laughs> He's just well, going to let you and, die. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> why, why would you murmur? Well, but you know what? And, and like I said, I think human nature teaches us to do that, which is unfortunate. But that's why I think so oftentimes when it, we can go back and just say, look, this is what the Lord did here. This yes, is what the look Lord what did the Lord here. has done. Look what the Lord's done. And then you can just sit there and be full of gratitude and thanksgiving. And I was thinking about um, in Second Timothy 3 two, two, uh, through 5, and just w- along the lines of what you're saying and how it talks about, but it says this, but know this, that in the last days, And they're talking about this in the last days. Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And there's the word unthankful. And it's lumped in 2 Timothy. Unthankfulness is lumped with unforgiveness and slander and no self-control. Unthankfulness. And we think so, like, it's not a big deal. Like, like, oh, it's just being thankful, but it's lumped into how it will be in the last days when perilous times will come and all the things about men that we need to change and thankfulness is right there in it. And that really hit me hard that how important it is to be in, in an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. The, the Psalm that comes to my mind, I mean, there's and, and thankfulness is in lots of them, but one that really hits me is one my mother taught me. It's one of the first ones my mother taught me. You know, everyone learns Psalm 23. Oh, yeah. It seems like they read, then they learn Psalm 100. And it, I'll just read it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. And that's yeah. like, or some people say, <laughs> think that might be sadness. You know, <laughs> serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that's made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, what is this? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. And you say, oh, that's the Old Testament. You know, you're, that was the people of Israel. But, you know, there, there's a very good lesson here. Um, we see we're instructed in, in the love of mercy of God that we see in Hebrews 4. Let us come, therefore, boldly to the throne of grace that we may find what? Mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, to come boldly to the throne of grace. How do we come to that throne of grace? Well, this last psalm just tells us. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful and bless him. That's how you get to the presence of God. Come with a thankful heart. Be praising him. And it, 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 that's the prescription right there. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You come right into his presence by thanking him. 
just having that thankful heart. And that way you'll fulfill and you'll see the blessing being a doer of that gets you to that throne of grace where you find mercy. And I need mercy. Oh, uh, how I, about you? You need I, mercy? I need mercy. I need mercy every day. And I need to be reminded. And when I when we do these things, a lot of the times, it's just really for me, <laughs> just to be honest, because I have to, I have to remind myself, you know, when I go to prayer, uh, sometimes I just have to calm myself, pause quiet myself and just start thanking the Lord for everything he's done, going through the list of things that I know he did for me, that I know where he's brought me from and brought me to. And I just have to live in an attitude of gratitude and thanksgiving and graciousness because because he's done so very much for me. Why is it that I would be wanting to be in the wilderness? Right. Why do I want to be in the wilderness when I could be moving forward? Yeah. And the only way to move forward is to be in gratitude and right. thanksgiving. The opposite of murmuring. Yeah. <laughs> murmuring. <laughs> because there's murmuring and you got complaining and all that negativity comes with all of it. But in Colossians 4.2, which I've already read, it says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and psalm. All right. That's again in uh in song in that's in psalm 95 uh 2 and then let the message of christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms hymns and songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude yeah with gratitude you know everyone likes to likes this verse in philippians 4 oh one of my favorites and seven and the god of peace which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus and Wow, that's great. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. But you know, that verse starts with an and, doesn't it? Which is a conjunction, which joins it to the couple of verses ahead of it. So how are you going to get this peace? And it says, be careful for nothing or anxious or worrisome, but in everything by prayer and supplication with complaining, right? No, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So if you want that peace... You kind of have to be a doer of the couple of verses before. Where rejoice in the Lord and let your moderation be known. Don't worry, but have but come to God with prayer, with thanksgiving. It's only then you get the peace. Well, You're not going to find the peace outside of being a doer of verses 4 through 6, because that's what gives you the peace in verse 7. Well, and, and it all can be, you, you can go through the list and say, oh, this is so easy to... To not be anxious. This is so easy <laughs> to have easy. peace. This is, but you know, in all of our lives, sometimes it's just not easy. And sometimes we have to put the words there, even though we might not think them. Sometimes we are grumbly as people, and sometimes we are upset, and sometimes we are questioning, and we just don't understand, and we're confused. And sometimes we just have to go through the words. The word has to come out of our mouth, even if we don't feel it. It has to come out of our mouth. And then as you keep saying it and you keep saying it is, and you keep saying, thank you, Lord. And you keep seeing what he did and reminding yourself. Right. Because really, we're just reminding ourselves. God yeah. already knows. Letting that word become alive in your heart. And then all of a sudden, after a while, it starts to build. It starts to build. It starts to build. And then you realize, yes, I am thankful. Thank you so much, Father God. Thank you so much for all of your blessings that you've literally poured down upon me. Thank you for what you did a year ago. Thank you what you did last week. Thank you so much because because of you, I can now be thankful and I can live 
thankful and I can live with gratitude. Yeah, that's very good advice. And and it's just like the Bible, the sower sows the word. It, it, sowing the word, throwing the seeds out, and then that's the word of God. It's just like a mundane task and there might not be all that excitement. Like when you start seeing the sprouts and the, and the fruit coming off the vine, you're sowing the word and it might seem kind of dry that time, right? Just like you oh, said, yeah. you know, I might not feel like it, but I'm just going to start thanking God, I, I need, speaking the word. Will you look up James? What is it? Is it in one? James Oh, one. counting it all joy? <laughs> Everyone's favorite, right? I just have to, I, you just got to read that for Everyone's me. favorite. Because as I was saying that, that, those, that scripture came to my mind. It's a tough one. <laughs> my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different t- trials and tests, temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience and let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect or mature and entire, lacking nothing. Yeah, and it's so good. And I just remember there have been times in my life when I've looked at that scripture and I'm like, count it all joy. Right. That's why I say everyone's favorite, not. What are you saying? (laughs) Count it all joy. But it all goes back to being thankful. Not that we're in the situation, not that we are thankful for the situation, but we can be thankful that during the situation that we can still be thankful. Oh, right. Makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I have, unless... No, I know that is it. And I just, I love thinking about the idea of gratitude and thanksgiving. And when I think of that life, that young life, the daughter that passed away, she has taught me a lesson. Right. That I want to live a life of thanksgiving. It's more than just one day in, th- in, in November, right? That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Randy. And thank oh, you thank for... thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, for listening to the Created to Soar podcast brought to you by Wedgwood Estates, the area's premier senior residential community. To find out more about Wedgwood, go to wedgwoodseniorliving.com.